On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, a couple interesting insights from one Mel Tucker during an interview with Bill Beekman. And then we've got a brand new segment to debut in segment three. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Friday, January 22nd. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my about to watch his hero and idol in action again for the first time in a year co-host, Matt Sheehan. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are playing this weekend? <laughs> no. No, no, no. I'm talking about the notorious one. The notorious Connor! Man, I don't know if I've lost my fastball or what, but like, this fight snuck up on me, man. It snuck <laughs> up on everyone, I, I think. know, man. I was watching SportsCenter the other day, and it was like him getting off a boat. And I was like, what? That's yeah, like, oh, surely they're promoting a fight like a month out. Like, man, there used to be so much buzz around McGregor fights back in, like, the heyday. It was impossible yeah. to not know that it was going to be coming in. But, yeah, man, like, okay, sure. Well, I think it's because they have too much respect for each other. I think that's where yeah. um, this all comes from, the, the lack of buzz, if you will. Yeah. Just too, too much respect, just like his last fight, too. Like, uh-huh. uh, there was a lot of juice around it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with him fighting once in the last three years and getting arrested six times. Right, not sprinkled in there, the same page. Right. reducing his star power and him having to retreat a little bit. Had nothing to do with that. Correct. Yeah. Uh, okay. Glad we're on the <laughs> same, same side of the coin here, Will. <laughs> on today's show, we are going to talk about some interesting things that came out of Mel Tucker's AD lunch interview with Bill Beekman, which was just a fantastic experience for me to watch. That's uh, some sarcastic tones behind that. <laughs> it was a little dry. They could have used some production uh, yeah, you value. Know what? I thought of joining in, but like, not only did life get crazy over here on my end, but also uh, at the end of the day, like, am I really trying to watch Billy Bags just talk me through like my, my one hour of, of free time yeah. of, of lunch? Was our, of, yeah, yeah. It was, I, I watched the replay. Um, you know, just throw a highlight clip in wow. here. Or there, a you bit. were so you were the guy that watched the replay of it. Okay, got it. Well, they someone threw it on YouTube, so I watched it. Yeah, that's got to have one view, and it's you. It's just for me. the people, too, Will. What just a, what a job. For the people. No, it's me and, like, Stephen Brooks and Matt Wenzel. Just, like, <laughs> a couple of people who write about the team. We'll talk about it, though. There's a couple actually interesting things in there. Some, I don't know, nuggets, if you will. Sure, I will. So we'll talk about those. And then we will be debuting a new betting-themed segment in... Segment 3 presented by BetOnline.ag. That's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. Every day. Every day. Matt, are you ready? Yeah, I am. I'm excited to hear what came out. How did this lunch here, Will? <laughs> well, the first thing that I, I guess was like the biggest, most splashy thing was Matt Allen is returning for a sixth season. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one that I think someone actually, uh, maybe it was Matt with M live wrote about it like real quick live. Cause that was kind of like a, a breaking thing because Matt Allen, uh, was the, the guest. There's like an athlete from each team. Mm, it looked like, it. 
and Matt was the one who did the media thing uh, after Mel Tucker and, and spoke with both of them. And he was someone who obviously came into the season, has been, you know, a, a fixture, a mainstay at MSU for what will be his sixth year, was the starting center, then got hurt. Nick Samak took over, and mm-hmm. we didn't see Matt Allen for the rest of the year, and we didn't know, you know, was he going to come back? Did, is his is the starting center job gone? Is it just like, you know, what was going to happen with that? But now we have clarity there. Matt Allen is returning for a sixth season, and I'm not, honestly, this isn't like conjecture or anything. I honestly don't know what to make of it because we saw him for a game this year, not even a full game. Right. And, I mean, there's been good moments. There's been bad moments throughout his career. I don't know what their internal view of him is like is he the automatic starting center going into next season you know is Samak maybe going to move to like guard or something like I have no idea what it means from like a roster playing time starter too deep standpoint Matt I mean I I look at it more of a good thing than it is a bad thing I mean death never hurts especially um, no, with doesn't. this offensive line like there's a lot of experience coming back no doubt mm-hmm. but We've that never said that before. No, of course, never said that. It's never come <laughs> back to bite us. But no, which leads me to my next point here. It's like just because you have experience coming back doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be great. Although uh, through your newsletter, actually, uh, it was very well, uh, I guess, shown that they did have some improvement over the mm-hmm. season. So now you have the interior lineman because let's say, you know, Alan, you could shift him, I guess, anywhere between the tackles. Right. I think that's fair to say. Um, now you have Blake Buter, Matt Carrick, J.D. Duplain, Nick Samak all in there. And maybe Kevin Jarvis? Maybe he gets probably brought back to the Kevin interior? <laughs> no, not Kevin Jarvis. He, he no, stays in pro- the outside. No, no, probably Kevin Jarvis. Probably Kevin Jarvis. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear it. Um, yeah, especially with uh, Horst getting into yeah. the mix, too, and taking one of the tackle positions. So, yeah, I mean, listen, if he's a starter, eh, okay, eh, whatever. He must have shown it in camp because it's, you know, pretty well stated that Mel Tucker just plays whoever he thinks is best. Yeah. Or if not, then he's either like the first, second, or maybe even third guy off the bench. I don't know. Like, I'm never going to complain about death, especially no, a guy yeah. that's going to be in his sixth year. He's going to be 34 when the season <laughs> kicks off next season, Will. So, yeah, it's 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 all good in the hood over yeah. here. Yeah, Matt Allen is, is not a, a bad football player or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. not a situation where you're like, man, I hope they don't just let him play. Yeah, he's, a, addition know, by subtraction sort of yeah, thing, right? That's that's not the case here. I just honestly, I don't know if like if there is like a downside. It's like maybe because Samak is younger and still has three years of eligibility left. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, do you want to ride the young guy and hope that his ceiling is ultimately higher than Allen's because they're pretty comparable right now? It would seem, and Samak has more time to develop, and I don't think they really care about that. Like they're just gonna play whoever the, like you said, whoever ends up winning the job. Yeah. So you know, a little competition's not gonna hurt anybody. We know that. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, I, I would. It's a positive development, certainly, just to have another experienced depth guy in the interior of the line. And as we know, Matt, uh, yeah. offensive lineman. Tough to keep healthy sometimes. Are they, really? Especially yeah. in the 517 area code? Yeah, is that 517 right? 517 area huh. code has struggled with it for about wow. four years. So, yeah, not going to turn Shoot, down. I know this. Wow. Not going to turn down a, a, another body in there that is at least capable. No. Okay, a couple other things that came out of that. I'll do a quick one here, and then the, the second segment, the other one, that I think is actually more interesting and pressing the, uh, beefiest, the, the, the hottiest one, yeah. The hottiest one. Uh, we can do it in the se- second segment because we can use a full segment for that. Uh, real quick, 
he talked a little bit about some of the transfers and some of the players they brought in, and he mentioned uh, a couple interesting things. And the first one I want to get to is Drew Jordan, Matt. Mm-hmm. Drew Jordan is a defensive end. He is six foot two ish, maybe six one, six one and a half. If you, if I just gave you those two things, defensive end around <clears> six <throat> one, maybe six two. Yeah. What do you think that person weighs? Oh man! Oh boy! Two thirty, two thirty, two thirty, two thirty. I'm really bad with height and weight, sort of. That's thing. okay. That's yeah. okay. Drew Jordan weighs two hundred and seventy pounds. That's <laughs> my man is a cube. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and he's not like overweight or anything. No, he's of course just, not. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen pictures of him. Like he's he's not Certainly. grossly obese or anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I watched his film, and we haven't talked a ton about him, it, it flew a little bit under the radar. His addition. Uh, the literally the first thing I thought was this guy needs to lose thirty pounds. <laughs> like, did Mel Tucker I, hear you? <laughs> and I and I said it to myself while watching this. Like, it's a shame they don't have him for a couple of years because you can't have him lose thirty thirty five pounds in whatever however many months and then mm-hmm. play. But you could do it over two years and eventually get him to that weight like by next fall, not this fall. Right. Um. So they're not going to be able to do that, but him at 6'2", 6'1", 235, 240s, stand-up, uh, and Jack linebacker-type hybrid player would be fantastic. Uh, but they said, Mel Tucker said, and I was surprised to hear this, their goal is to get him down to 250 pounds, somewhere around 250 pounds. I'll, I'll compromise at that, yeah. yeah. That's, that's fine. That works for me. Which makes me very excited to see how they deploy him, because... yeah. yeah. You know, guys at that height playing that position, it's an uphill battle. When the tackles are all mm-hmm. six seven and have long arms, they like guys always got their hands on him before he was able to do anything. And I think just like moving him into a two point stance, bringing him off the ball on occasion, is going to make like such a difference for him. Like just to be on his feet and get a couple steps in before he has to like engage with a blocker. And getting him down to 250 is going to really help because athleticism, I think, is his best tool. Like He's a twitchy guy. Even yeah. at 6'2", 270, you can see he's twitchy, quick feet, hands, powerful. Like He just didn't have long arms to like get on guys, and so he got swallowed up too often. And so he was kind of playing out of position as like a 4-3 defensive end, but now it's going to be like this... I think 3-4 hybridy slash 4-2 mix. Like, I think we're going to see more different things, more of Tucker's stuff get kind of worked in as they're able to bring in more players that fit what they want to do. And he is like, at 6'2", 250, 6'2", 245 would be an ideal jack linebacker. You know, right in between an outside linebacker and a defensive end. Um, and so that'll be really cool to see. It made me excited to see uh, how they deploy that guy. I mean, the the scared side of me that uh, is frightened about the the linebacker situation next year welcomes uh, the, this development. Will yeah, it's it's gonna be exciting to see. Hope it all you know works out as easy as you said it right there. Well, yeah, he won't ever be one of the off ball guys. Like he won't mm-hmm. be playing where Antoine Simmons or Noah Harvey. Yeah, were, right. But occasionally, right. you would see Chase Klein on the line. He'll be doing some of that. I think. Yeah, there we sure. go. And that'll be nice to see because he's just like a different level athlete than those guys, former four-star recruit, really good uh, recruiting pedigree. And it just didn't work out 
that great at Duke. He was a fine player. He's just a nice mm-hmm. rotation guy. But I think he was really playing out of position and then a body weight that was yeah, not totally. ideal for him. You know, right. like if you're six two and you're playing on the line, you need to be three hundred and ten pounds playing nose tackle. <laughs> Like, absolutely that's the, like that's the only way <laughs> yeah correct yeah not a, not a tweener defensive end tackle who no. yeah just can't perhaps get center lucky. if you want to change sides of yeah, the ball perhaps yeah. can you play center yeah um so yeah that'll be fun to see that all right we'll pause here for a sec we'll come back and we'll talk about more things from mel tucker's interview with michigan state athletic director bill beekman in just a second first word from bet online dot a God, I am just terrible. Nah, it's all good. Hey, we're going to be talking about Bet Online later this episode. So we are we'll, going we'll to have a second stab at that one. A full Bet Online segment in segment three. But for now, Matt, we should tell you what they do. When you think Bet Online, what mm-hmm. do you think about, Matt? I'm going to place a wager on the internet, Will. You uh, are probably going about to sports. Go on the World Wide Web. And you are going to stake some money against some odds on an athletic competition. Yeah, buddy. And this weekend, there are plenty of big happenings going on. And if you want to make your picks, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign Mm -hmm. up today for a free account at betonline.ag. And use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word LOCKDOWN, for your 50% welcome bonus. We're not going to talk about the games right now because we're going to talk about the games later. Mm-hmm, but I, I will do just have a say, prop I could drop. Oh, what's your prop? Uh, Tyreek Hill backflip while or after scoring a touchdown. Oh, I love yes, it. is plus seven hundred right now. Ooh. I love the while language in that. By the way, like he's at the two and he just cranks out a backflip. Back I feel like in. that should be plus fourteen hundred. Like double your money, uh, or double the odds uh, at, at that yeah. point. No is also uh, minus t- uh, twenty thousand too. If you want to bet on okay. the no side of that, and be okay. boring. Well, if you want to hit that prop. You can do it. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word LOCKDOWN, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets. Wherever you get your podcast. Okay, a couple more things from this, whatever it was, luncheon. Sure. Luncheon bonanza, yeah. <laughs> um, two real quick interesting things from the call as it relates to transfers, like okay. specific guys. So uh, Jarrett Horst, he brought up, tackle from Arkansas State, who I am a, a big fan of and think is going to be a good player for them. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, they got the commitment from Horst. Tucker said it was down to them in Oklahoma. Yeah, screw us. <laughs> go, go screw yourself sooner. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Michigan State got the commitment. And then Tucker said two weeks ago, mm-hmm. Oklahoma came back at Horst and tried to flip him because it was just a commitment. Uh, and with transfers, oh man, yeah, transfers aren't locked in until they sign a financial aid agreement and start classes. It's not sure. the same. There's no signing day for transfers. It's like you're officially there as a transfer once you start classes. And, uh, Matt, that was Monday. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Mel Tucker's 2-0 against Oklahoma to so start his tenure Oklahoma, at MSU. Woo. Oklahoma a couple weeks ago came in, tried to flip Horst again after MSU got him. Wow. And Horst 
stuck with wow. the Spartans. Wow. That is Lincoln Riley who? Are you kidding I, me? I don't care about anything. Who mm-hmm. where he played, who right. he is, sure. what his name is, what his ranking is, whatever. If you uh-huh. win a recruiting battle over Oklahoma, uh yeah. And then they try to flip your guy last minute and he sticks with you. Again, Oklahoma. That's a pretty massive win. Yeah. That's a really impressive recruiting win. There's no if, ands, or buts wow. about it. I mean, I'd still be impressed if it was Oklahoma State that tried to do it twice and MSU <laughs> still kept a man. Like the, the actual Oklahoma? Woo! Yeah. Mel, all right. That's that's where you're getting the six million a year for right there. That's that, so that's, that's a big time, big yeah. time haul right there. That's a good job by him. You know I'm what? sure Cap uh, coach <sighs> Chris Kapilovic uh, yeah. played a big role in that as well. And and some of the seems like just from what I've heard, the um, like the assistants that are able to uh, I don't know the extent of like communication or whatever that they're allowed to have. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like, won't claim to know it either. Yeah, yeah. the GAs or whatever that are involved in like helping with O-line guys or maybe mm-hmm. it's like the regional scouts. Whoever was in on that, just great job by everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, very well done. Uh, one other interesting point as well. Matt, uh, are you familiar with the name Moose and Muhammad? Yeah, my mom actually coached him in track back in uh, Waverly High School. Uh, she back really? in her day. Yeah, that's that's her uh, little uh, many claim to fame's right there. Yeah, she was uh, Musa Muhammad's track that's coach awesome. at Waverly. Yeah, well, obviously a, a fantastic uh, player for MSU back in the day. Had a really nice, long, productive NFL career as a receiver as well. Um, he helped Michigan State find Kendall Brooks. Hey. Yeah, from North Greenville. I uh, Tucker didn't get into specifics. That's cool. Uh, nice. He just said, uh, you know, Musa Muhammad uh, helped make the connection. I don't know if maybe a former teammates of Musin, uh from the NFL or something like that is a coach down there or or whatever because he played at Charlotte for a long time. So he's you know Greenville's in North Carolina, North Greenville, North Carolina. You know, maybe he's somebody he knows through work after football or just being around the game in that state and just mm-hmm. heard of the guy like, hey, there's this kid who needs to be D1 on NG or whatever. And just like, let me make a call. But yeah, Musa Muhammad helped get Kendall Brooks up to Michigan State. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. Ah, good stuff. Um, he, he couldn't help Musa Muhammad. The third. We're not going to okay. right, okay. <laughs> okay. talk about his son. All right. Okay. We're not going to talk about his Where okay. did he go? That, that, uh, he went to a uh, and Oh, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. It uh, looks like he didn't play that all this year. I'm at, I'm at his game log right now, and there's nothing showing up. So. Yeah, he's a, he's a true freshman on a top yeah. five team in the country. Right. You, you, uh, correct. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. If you want to hit the portal, though, baby Moose. Yeah. <laughs> Open arms. Open arms for Moose Muhammad III. <laughs> Do you blame Moose and Muhammad for, A, not uh, infringing no, Will, what do you think? No, of course I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and B, saying, you know, it'd be great, son, if you went to MSU. That'd be really cool. But you got to make your own decision. One of these places is a tire fire. The other one has maybe a preseason <laughs> top five team in the SEC. Tough choice. I know. I'm sure it was a tough choice, but you know, I, I don't. I don't blame him for not yeah, know, making his son yeah. go to Michigan State. In the nation, Could've, yeah, I know. <sighs> Pain. But hey, transfer portal season though, always open, always honestly, open. Good to know that. Even though his son didn't come here, he's still like, "Hey, let me help out my uh, my old school." No, so. that, that that is very cool, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's always cool to see like alumni give back, but especially someone that just played at MSU as long as a lot of goes Moosen did. I mean, that's that's really cool of him. Yeah, yeah. So okay, 
those are just some interesting fun nuggets from it. This is what I think is the most substantial part of it. Ah, yes, the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. The meat and potatoes. So Mel, for some reason, uh, laid out the scholarship situation. Which I love this educating everyone. <laughs> yeah, which is really helpful because yeah. you and I have. I mean, we we've known the numbers, mm-hmm. and as we've talked about, it's just a matter of how they deploy them. So they back counted nine scholarships, which we figured out. Once they said, okay, here's our early enrollees and here's the transfers that are on campus, right? So the yep. nine guys, the four early enrollees, and they brought in five of their six transfers. Uh, they brought in another transfer who's a former D3 player from the Grand Rapids area. I don't have his name up in front of me, uh, but he played D3 ball for one year and he's now a walk-on. Um, so he's a transfer in uh, as well. I see. But they brought in nine uh, guys on scholarship that they can back count to last year. And the plan is 25 more for the fall and a total of 34 new scholarship players by the time they kick off camp in 2021. Okay. So that's a big number, 34 new players. That is. You know, we, we did the guess, like, how many new players would be on the team yesterday. I, I shot high. It ends up, I, I think I did uh, Jackie Robinson. I went with 42 yeah. new players. Um, to be fair. Yeah. Sort of. We didn't even know about the 25-person rule. <laughs> That's our fault. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it would have changed my guess a little bit, yeah. Yes. I, I would have realized, like, okay, they can't quite get to 40, but they can back count something and definitely get into the 30s. Yeah. Um, we maybe should have known that rule, but it's sort of a niche thing, and now we know it. Now we know it. So well, hold good. on. We're a Michigan State pod. All we've known is the Mark D'Antonio era where you maybe get guys. one transfer every Olympic cycle. Whoa, yeah. we've never had to worry about this before, Will. Yeah, we're used to them bringing in 20 people a year. Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly. Yeah, you get 20, we'll take 20. That, that's all we get, yeah. So that's new information because um, you and I had talked about, all right, we've got 16 scholarships set between um, – the guys in the 21 class that'll be coming in the fall, the non-early mm-hmm. enrollees, uh, Ra'sha and Benny, who we assume is going to sign, and now Harold Joyner is going to be on that number as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's at 15 officially that they have because Harold Joyner is not officially locked in yet, or it's at 14 officially because Benny and Joyner aren't officially locked in, but we're assuming okay. they're locked in and everything's going to be fine there. So that's 16 scholarships. Mel says he wants 25. We thought, hey, maybe some of those are early enrollees next year, some mid-year transfers next year. He said, nope, I want 25 in for the fall, 34 total new scholarships by the time we start camp. Those are his words from the call. So we're going to assume that is what's going to happen, Matt. So that means... Love that transparency too, yeah. Excluding... Joiner and Benny, because remember mm-hmm. we're we're counting them as already on board. We're counting their scholarships. Yeah, excluding those guys, Michigan State is looking to add nine more scholarship players between transfers in the summer, mm-hmm. or like a Keon Coleman. Sure, yeah, Mike yeah. Mike Mislinski, although he may have committed to Iowa already. I don't know what, yeah. what's going on there. Yeah, it doesn't look whatever. good. Yeah, um, but yeah, between either freshmen. Additional freshmen signing in two weeks. Or former volunteers down in Knoxville. Or former Tennessee players. Yeah. They are trying to add 
according to Mel Tucker, nine more scholarship players before fall camp. Nine. That's healthy. That's healthy. That's that's not one handful. That's two handfuls right there. No. Say they add one more high school player and eight transfers. Mm-hmm. That's that'll a, be that's a busy spring and summer. <laughs> that's that'll be fourteen transfers they brought in on scholarship. That's fourteen scholarship uh, transfers. A lot. <laughs> that's a Love big it. number. Love it. That's what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, I think from what I've sort of heard, people feel like. Keon Coleman's a decent spot, but you don't really know because he has a couple HBCUs in his final group, and he's, you know, maybe that's a thing that he does. It's like... Sure. um, Probably more freedom to play both basketball and football, too, if you go that route as well. They might not be as strict as D1 college would be. Like, Deion Sanders is Mm -hmm. getting kids like him, like four-star-ish transfers, things like that, like... And, uh, oh, God, um, McCurr, McCurr. Howard is uh, pulling in some nice Yeah, like nice players HBCUs, too, right? like there's been this sort of like movement the last year or so, and it's actually pretty cool, mm-hmm. is yeah, really high-level recruits are considering HBCUs at a higher rate than they really have uh, in a long time. Yeah, since they, since right. they were Which is just to... even considering them, really. I mean, yeah. that, even that's a, an uptick to yeah, even put so them in your final five or final eight or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So they're landing some of them, but it, it seems like Michigan State's in a really good spot with him. We'll see, but it's kind of a wild card thing. So he's kind of the one we're looking at in terms of like additional freshmen. They're working on some other ones, I know. You know, Ms. Linsky, we don't feel great about anymore. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of transfers might end up being the thing. Like, there's thousands of kids in the portal still, Matt. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And, like, there's still, even though, like, semesters are starting up and things like they're still going in every single day. We just saw Tennessee lose, like, four, li- four starters in a day. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll follow along with it. But that's I thought was an interesting development because that is a lot, a lot, a lot of turnaround, <laughs> a lot of additions. And I welcome and, every bit of it. Yeah, it's um, it's a new world. He was talking about how they had to sort of reconfigure their scouting to make it more NFL like. With all right, we got a high school division and we got a college division now. We got a portal division. And we got a 24-7 composite rankings division. Like, mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. All right. We've gone on too long. It's time to time to talk bets, Matt. It's time. it's time to roll out the red carpet to our new segment, Will. It is time to roll out the red carpet to our new segment, which we'll do here in just a second. Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast each week. Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, not just because they're in our network. That's a, a wonderful show. They mm-hmm. they truly, not that, you know, all the shows across the network, I think, do a really good job. They have a really good show. If you like the NBA, uh, definitely go check out Rejecting the Screen. All right, Matt. All right, well, let's do this, baby. Bet online. AG brings you 
Fade, well, they, they didn't name this segment. We named this segment Fade Friday. Fade um, Friday. You could connect the dots there uh, of what to do with these picks we're about to give you. I would suggest fading us. Um, but yeah, well, um, we're going to do each four games. We're also going to put out... Uh, our confidence in the form of units, whether it's one unit, two unit, or three units. Um, if you are new to gambling or kind of agree with it, units are, you know, take your standard bet, like $10, whatever. Okay, a three-unit bet, I'm really confident in this. Oh, that's a $30 bet now. So three is the highest confidence. One is eh, feeling good about it, but not, you know, three units, obviously. So that's the grade scale we're going to have here, and I will uh, keep score throughout the year to, to see how we're doing. Sure, surely that will go great. <laughs> Oh, you are? You are, uh... Okay, okay. <sighs> yeah, yeah, Keep so... Keep score. Keep it score. <laughs> feel, feel free to get... What, you got a bunch of, like, uh, long shot golf uh, bets mm-hmm. you want to have for the American Express this weekend? <laughs> okay. All right. So what we're going to do, as Matt just laid out, we're going to try to focus a lot on the big things happening over the weekend. So, like, this weekend we have the championship weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're each going to pick both of these games. Yes, and just sort of chit chat about it and, and have some fun talking about it. And, yeah. you know, Got when some there's stats too for you. Yeah. yeah. When there's a big uh, golf event thing, we'll break down who we like for the Masters, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, Matt loves his horse racing. We'll talk <sighs> about that. So, we'll, the best. yeah. We'll just like have it whenever there's big things. We're going to do this every week, but, you know, we'll always try to mix in whatever the big thing is that weekend. And then we'll also have additional ones that we just kind of like. We're browsing around yeah, like a prop, like a certain thing, like a game, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We'll have our certain things. And like Matt said, we'll tell you the, the odds that we're getting and the units so we can keep track of it. So, yeah, should be fun, Matt. It should be fun. Let's start, though, with the championship games sure. in the NFL. Absolutely. We've got the AFC and NFC championship Matt, why don't you start us off with the AFC? The AFC, the nightcap. Uh, we're going to start at the night and work our way back here. So, of course, these lines start are with all... the NFC. That's my bad. Oh, okay. A- NFC. Okay, we'll start with the afternoon game then, if you will. And, of there course, these <laughs> lines are betonline.ag yes. lines. It is Packers minus three. The over-under is 51. Uh, and if I could just keep on babbling, uh, the Packers are 10-7 and seven against the spread. Bucks are 10-8 and eight against the spread. Mm-hmm. Right now, 70% of the money is going to the Packers. Mm-hmm. 75% of the money is going to the over right now. So, well, that's the information I got for you. What are you liking here? Oh man, um, I think. God, no, no, this is a very tough one. Tom Brady, Thomas Brady, yeah. through his career, uh, has been you know decent, pretty good. <laughs> sure, he's been, you know he's been okay. Yeah, he's, I he's guess been a few he's times been okay. He's had January. some wins. Yeah, no, in Foxborough, in New England, they're always hosting late playoff games mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. and it just feels like that is absolutely his vibe uh yeah i was so stupid that i thought oh tampa bay going to a cold town for playoffs oh it'll never happen because i forgot that tom brady played at foxborough for the first 40 years of his career um <laughs> eventually came to wits hold on, here. Hold yeah. on. but he's been in florida for a year mm-hmm. that's nice down there He's been talking about how much he loves the warm weather, how he's That's... never going to live in a cold place again. Oh, His blood 
is thinned. Yeah, he's no longer cold-blooded. He is a warm-blooded mammal now. And if there's one quarterback that you say to me, hey, it's going to be cold, we got a good chance of snow showers, wind mm-hmm. up in Green Bay, I'm, I like Aaron Rodgers. If there's one quarterback better than Tom Brady in those situations, give me Aaron Rodgers. Okay. That dude, for whatever is, even though he's a Southern California guy, for yeah, whatever reason, anymore. if it's yeah. like 22 degrees, windy, and there's snow, like that guy's going for 300 yards, and he's going to be phenomenal. So I am taking the Packers in this one. How many units? One to three. One unit. One unit. Okay, I'm going to cut against uh, you here. I'm going to go one unit as well. I, I just think the Bucks have it like all figured out now. Like they had a roster of weapons all season, but for the first few weeks it was like, okay, yeah, they're winning a little bit, have some bad losses, like that Saints game when they lost by a thousand. Um, but yeah, ever since yeah. that Saints beatdown when they lost thirty-eight to three, they've been seven and two straight up, not against the spread. Uh, but those two losses are three-point losses against the Rams and the Chiefs, two very respectable teams. So I just think they got it rolling right now. So I'm going to go with the Bucks here with one unit. Will, do we funnel right into the AFC right now? Let's do it. Although, Brady's washed. Anyway. He is, but his uh, <laughs> assets around him are pretty, pretty good, which uh, is going to save him here, I think. Uh, okay, Chiefs-Bills. This spread is going to sound familiar because the Chiefs are also three-point home favorites. It is Chiefs minus three. The mm-hmm. over-under is slightly knocked up at 54 is what it's at. Uh I have something uh, that really just says a lot about how these teams are trending against the spread. Chiefs are 6-10-1 against the spread. Bills are 12-6 against the spread. That's not the interesting part. The Chiefs have not won against the spread in nine mm-hmm. straight games. They've mm-hmm. had eight losses mm-hmm. and one push in that stretch. Mm-hmm. The Bills on quite the contrary. Yep. 9-1 in their last ten games against the spread, yep. Will. And do you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna cut right against that information. Chiefs are <laughs> due to win. You don't you don't lose against the spread ten times in a row, right? So I'm gonna go Chiefs minus three here. One unit, please. I think the only reason the Bills lost one of those that one game against the spread is because the Cardinals completed a Hail yeah, Mary. Yeah, the Hail Mary game. Yep. That'll do it. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm. I know that. I heard that. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Give me the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Give me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, I enjoy Josh Allen. He's really fun. He does wild stuff still. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I know he's I'm, he's going to play. He's going to be fine. They're going to yeah. stab his toe. Tyreek Hill's going to be really doing nice backflips into the end zone at plus 700 odds. That's oh, going to be great. Yeah, he's going to be great. All right. But really quick Those before are... we bounce into basketball, like there is one other prop, too, that I found very interesting. Uh, will oh, any gonna... player the entire weekend have two or more receiving touchdowns? Yes, is at plus 125. Okay. I like that bet a lot, too. I'm not going to make sure. it one of my four official ones, but yeah. Yeah, you got two games that should have some points with yeah. uh, really good passing attacks for of three of the teams. And then Tampa, Tom Brady can always throw three or four touchdowns. So Sure. I'm with you. I like that. That's a nice little... Yeah, plus 125. That's some nice juice yeah, on that. I like nice that. Juice. Yeah. All right. What is your first non-event game or your first thing that you're picking outside so, of the championship? MSU is obviously not playing this week, so I wanted to scope out a Big Ten game happening Friday night. Well, unfortunately, there's only one. 
And it's Michigan Purdue. And Michigan's mm. three point favorites. Uh, oh. They are 10 and 3 against the spread this year. And you know what? You know what? Screw it. Uh, if I am going to watch this team continue their great season, I want to be paid for it. So I'm going to do two units on the Wolverines minus wow. three. Well, yeah. Wow. Very profitable team this year. Bold. Uh, my first one is. In the world of mixed martial arts. Yeah, let's go, baby. Turn it up. <laughs> Turn it up. Let's go. I'm looking at Conor McGregor. Yeah, what are the odds on that? Do you have him in front of you? Or I can pull it up. Really I'm seeing him at minus 302. Three, oh, minus 302? That heavy favorite? I'm, wow. ig- I'm ignoring that number. I'm going to the next column. The okay. over-under is two and a half. Okay. Matt, the over is plus 160. Okay. I know McGregor... Took a lot of time off before his last fight and yeah. finished it quick. Well, his cardio's never been good, so he has to do it quick. <laughs> He's been working on his cardio. I that's, saw a thing. That's like is was going to run the spread defense or the, the zone <laughs> defense this year. Like, <laughs> He's been working on cardio. Uh, whatever. <laughs> He's never one to settle into fights. But I think they get over two and a half rounds. Okay. Plus 160. Just a little, barely. Like, we're like... 30 seconds before the bell. Sure. And that's the end of it. Okay. But I'm going, I'm taking the plus use plus 160 to go over two and a half. Okay. How many units on that? I'll, I'll do like, uh, if you do two units, like I'll give you I'll like do two, I'll yeah. do two units. So if you win that with the plus 160, I'll give you three units in, in the win column. But if you lose, obviously it only shaves off two. Uh, the second one, uh, uh, you're going to give me 3.2 unit or no plus 160. That's oh, you're doing yeah. decimal math. Oh, yeah. disgusting. No, I'm putting a, a two down. Oh. Yeah, you're not going to rob me of my stuff. Oh, I guess I wasn't rounding up. I, I thought I was rounding up. Eh, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, bet two, and I'm going to win 3.2. Well, I got to go with a heated rivalry. Um, you, okay. he, this is right up there with Duke, North Carolina, um, the, the Iron Bowl. Uh, we oh, got yeah. Oakland at U of D basketball <laughs> oh, yeah. happening. Friday night, I, I'm i sorry, I don't know where it's at. Um, anyway, Oakland is <laughs> really good up there. Detroit or Auburn Hills? Uh, it's it's oh, no, somewhere the in the Tri-County area. Uh, Oakland versus U of D. The Grizzlies of Oakland University are minus two. It was minus wow. three for a second, but now it's minus two. Uh, Oakland issues. is nine and one against U of D in their last ten meetings, and that includes Two games this year where the Golden Grizzlies beat the Titans by one possession uh, in both games. One of those were in overtime. I think the Titans are due. Um, okay. not, like they're a good team this year. Also, uh, I go back to Michigan State's games against these two teams. U of D scared me a lot more than Oakland did, so that's my logic I'm going to use here Perfect. for one unit on the Titans. Perfect. I've got, for my last one, a player prop, Matt. Say less. Let's go. We've got player Props. Love this. Love this. I'm looking at Chris Godwin. Yeah, I like where this is starting. Over five and a half receptions. Plus number. Plus one hundred on the number. Give me three units on Chris Godwin over five and a half catches. Three units to send you out on your Friday. That is big time. Chris. (laughs) Godwin. Bet three to win three, baby. He's got a little injury, but like he should be fine. Yeah, he's oh, okay. He's limited practice. He, he's healthy as a he's horse. Fine. Never mind. Yeah. L- listen, it's the NFC Championship game. That man is catching more than five and a half balls. Yeah. I also like Gronk at over two and a half. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I just see, I just envision Gronk like born to catch balls in horrible weather. So yeah, yeah that's, I can see spot. that happen four times. Yep, yep. Uh, I, like, I love that. I, like I can't wait Travis for this weekend. Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. under seven and a half. Yeah, that's a. T- I, I wouldn't touch that one. That, that that's a great line. Uh, I think a lot of a lot yeah. of eyes going to be on uh, Mr. Kelsey there. I'm going to go under seven and a half there. He's going to have like six for one ten, mm-hmm. but it's going to be six, maybe seven for one ten, but like eight catches. Yeah, it's a lot of catches. I know. I know I he know. can do it, but that's a, I, I just you know just going through some receiver and playing or receiver player props. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked On Spartans and extended. Episode. Holy crap, that went long. Yeah, Thanks, we'll so much. Next week, yeah. Thanks so much for uh, listening to today's show. We will be back Monday. Maybe we can recap our uh, our, our betting weekend. Yeah, only if it goes well. <laughs> only if it goes well. Yeah, we'll recap our betting weekend on Monday show. And you know what? We might have a new assistant coach on the football team by Ooh-hoo. Monday. Yeah, rumor has it that it will happen. Not sure who, but it will happen. Rumor has it they are trying to get it done ASAP, which makes sense. So we will definitely be talking about that if it happens. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, what do we got? January 22nd. This is a fact, and it's from one of my favorite moments of all time. Uh, In 2015, Michigan State quarterback Connor Cook made Big Ten history by becoming the first person to garner the Grange Griffin Big Ten Championship Game MVP Award twice. Of course, did it say anything about what he did after? Uh, no, it left how he got the award, how he received it. Uh, No, no, left that out. Shoot. Um, Darn. Darn. God, this, this is one of the greatest moments of all time.